Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Friday night, Canada's Game of the Week. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers with the BC Lions. BC is favored by two. No deal. When things are on the line, Winnipeg steps up and plays. First place is on the line. I think Winnipeg will win. I'm taking the deal because you heard it here first. It's the changing of the guard. Winnipeg, it's over. The good times are over. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. We never made a meme out of that, did we, Moose? I hope you all are ready to have some fun on what we call a football Friday. I see the people that are watching on the streams right now are all geeked up for the next two hours, which we will talk a little hockey and some baseball here in the warm-up. What up? Somebody talking to me? Let's bring in the Moose. I'm in the uh, South Florida studio, and there is the Moose. I see I have a notification here from the NHL. I can't get to that. Ooh. How are you, Moose? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah, things are great. Happy to be here. Uh, hey, we didn't make a meme out of me saying that the changing of the guard, that it's over for Winnipeg. You know what? Everything happens for a reason. I'm glad that we didn't. If you want to do it, you can put it up today. Or even after the game when BC wins. I didn't feel like fighting with Winnipeggers over the last 24 hours. So after this, we're taking off to the keys for the weekend. I won't even be around my phone. So most you can do it after today's show. What do you say? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, but you'll probably Good say stuff. something else that'll be meme-worthy today. Yeah, no kidding. Or you, or you, sir. Um, coming up on the program today, CFL on TSN's Jim Barker, five-time Grey Cup champion and XFL champion Jim Barker. And in hour two, Davis Sanchez, CFL great, NFL alum, and uh, he's on the CFL on TSN as well. He wants to talk some NFL. Sorry, something's bothering me here. It's not sweat. But it's uh, maybe a bug or something like that. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director I said we'll get to hockey and baseball, but let's start with football. Week four in the NFL kicked off Thursday night. Justin Fields, or is it, yeah, it's five. Week five kicked off. Justin Fields connected with DJ Moore for 230 yards and three touchdowns to help the embattled Chicago Bears pick up their first win of the season by beating Washington 40-20. to Fields matched his career high set last week with four touchdown passes. Chicago's uh, victory came hours after word emerged of the death of franchise great Dick Butkus. There's a lot more NFL to get to besides this game. I had it on, but I was streaming the Florida Panthers-Tampa Bay Lightning because uh, game because, as you know, I had to go on NHL radio this morning with our good friend Scott Laughlin and talk about that game. So I kind of had half an eye on this, and I'm just looking over, Darren, at the, at the screen going, what is going on in Washington? Like, Chicago looked like a real team. And apparently the commanders are who we thought they were, which is kind of ironic that they were playing the Bears, where that quote came out from. Uh, how much of that game did you see, and do you have an assessment? Because I was only watching with literally not even half an eye. Well, <clears throat> yeah, to start the, the season, everybody wondered, why did the Bears make the move for DJ Moore, right? They essentially traded Bryce Young for it, the first overall pick in the draft. Um, 
this is why. When you target him, when you put the ball in his hands, he's going to make plays. 230 yards, three touchdowns was just a phenomenal way for fantasy owners to start their week um, if you had DJ Moore in your lineup. But Washington's interesting, man, because it was just last week that they pushed Philadelphia right to the brink. And if they would have went for two at the end, instead of kicking the single, they might have beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's the NFL. One week to the next, you can never really predict with 100% certainty what's going to happen. Sam Howell looked amazing last week, looked terrible now. Justin Fields looked horrible through three weeks. And through last week and this week, he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. I just can't. Well, and I just want to put out my two cents that I have before on Justin Fields and the way the media and teams vilify players. Because it was just a few weeks ago, that was a poll on ESPN. It was his sports center on one of the shows. What's the Bears' problem? The Bears or Justin Fields? Uh, maybe it's neither, but we're going to get to a story here where it's it's not Justin Fields. And these teams just, they vilify players, and I I gotta, I have to get over it. You know, I guess it's not me, but I just, I, it's an injustice of what happens to some players. And Justin Fields was one of those. Now, on uh, the news of Dick Butkus passing yesterday, I had him confused with Alec Karras, who is another NFL linebacker who was in the TV show Webster. But they were of the same... Like, if I say the TV show Webster, does that mean anything to you? Webster? Barely. Barely. Yeah, barely. It wouldn't. Um, Dick Butkus was not in Webster, which was one of my favorite shows as a little kid. You thought Gary Coleman of Different Strokes was cute. That other kid, Emmanuel from Webster, was ten times as cute as Gary Coleman. But anyways, that's not Dick Butkus. Do you think the ghost of Dick Butkus had anything to do with the result last night? Probably did, you know. He's probably, he's a football god now. Yeah. You know, you cross over and all of a sudden you get to play a little bit different role. And um, I I think so. Why not, right? I mean, um, the team played with a little more uh, punch and a little more emotion. And it seemed like they had a little more wind in their sails. And I'm sure a lot of that emotion around uh, the organization was part of it. I apologize. We got to speed it up because I want to get to the hockey stuff. We'll talk more about Chase Claypool and these things in hour two, uh, plus NFL dealer no deal. But there's breaking news today. The Miami Dolphins agreeing to terms on a trade with the Chicago Bears for wide receiver Chase Claypool and a 2025 seventh round pick in exchange for a 2025 sixth round pick pending a physical. Just so you know how things go here in South Florida, it's not much different than any other region in North America, Darren. One of the guys that I follow on Twitter, Adam, he's a Panthers fan, he's from here. He says the timing of this trade is weird. Dolphins just allowed 48 points last Sunday, but let's go get another wide receiver that fans of his former teams weren't happy with. So they're already on the Chase Claypool deal. But David Sanchez is from Vancouver, which is where Chase Claypool's from. We'll ask Chez about it next hour. I don't want to spend any more time on it than that because I want to get to the hockey. It's the only time that we will. NHL leftovers from Thursday night. Anton Forsberg made 21 saves as the Ottawa Senators blanked the Winnipeg Jets 3-0 in NHL preseason play. Josh Bailey and Jacob Chikrin had a goal and an assist for Ottawa. Vili Hainola, defenseman for the Jets, gone. Serious injury. That's why coaches don't want to play their vets in the preseason. Willie Nylander's overtime winner was his second goal of the night as Toronto defeated the Red Wings 4-3. 4-3. Austin Matthews and Todd Bertuzzi also scored for Toronto, who are getting closer to the regular season lineups here with opening night coming up next Tuesday. But I wanted to talk about Connor Bedard. 
Connor Bedard in a shootout last night. I don't, was that a penalty shot shootout? Doesn't matter. It's a breakaway against Marc Andre Fleury. I don't even know the score of the game, but you saw what happened. It was the first thing that happened when I woke up this morning. I had people tagging me with a video of Bedard. He goes in and tries to do a dirty dangle and basically gets, well, literally got tripped up, kind of ran out of room. Marc Andre Fleury was like, You're having none of this, took his legs out, tripped him, and pfft, down he went. Bob's your uncle. And everybody's like, Meh, meh, he's not perfect. And in my mind, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic that it happened. He tried to dangle Marc-Andre Fleury, which is okay. Connor Bedard is a very bold player. We know he's a very bold person. He's going to do these things. That was his welcome to the NHL moment. Okay? That's what it was. You're not going to dangle the flower in the preseason and live to tell about it. So that's the thing with Connor Bedard is when you live your life on a public stage, you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs and the whole world's going to see them all, right? And so he's just getting some of the downs out of the way before the regular season even begins. I had no problem at all. People laughing at him, joking that he's a bust, uh, whatever. Of course, and again, I'm a goalie guy. I hate when guys do moves like that on goalies. I'm glad that Flower actually stood up and did it to somebody. It just happened to be Connor Bedard. Thoughts? It was in the shootout. He did it to Connor okay. Bedard, and at the end, yeah, he whipped out his legs, which I thought was awesome. It's like, mm. kid, welcome to the NHL. Um, I've been here longer than you have, so just, you know, wait your turn. Um, number two, I thought, you know, we've watched Connor since he was 14. I thought he was going to go low glove, you know, with that move where he drags it in, and boom, back on the inside of the post, his patented move. He didn't. And then three, Taylor Hall came, was the next shooter, and Fleury tripped him up too. So it was pretty funny. Marc-Andre Fleury owned the Blackhawks last night. Uh, they won 3-2 in a shootout. I'm just checking. Bedard had uh, his stat line was 0 0 0 0 He had two shots on goal. So uh, that's our take on Connor Bedard. Interesting story out of Calgary. Point four. Calgary Flames are finally getting a new home. A preliminary deal announced in April for a new $1.2 billion event center and entertainment district near the city's downtown, including a new ring for the Flames, has been finalized. The project plan includes plazas and gathering places, bars, restaurants, and retail shops with the main event center hosting the NHL team along with other sports, concerts, and events. Bravo, Calgary. Way overdue. But I got to say this. Here's my take on this. From Flames Nation, I think the writer's name is Robert Munich. He put a thing, and maybe you saw it on Twitter and Instagram, going, what do you think, folks, if they honored Calgary by having a saddle-shaped roof? And he had, like, I had to check the date. What are you talking about? They can't have a saddle-shaped roof. That's why they got to build a new one. You're joking, right? I think that was the guy's name, Robert Munich. And there was like 44 comments on it. He had to be joking. Um, I saw a rendition of what he was suggesting, a saddle-shaped roof. I don't think that's what the plans is. I mean, I could Google it. That's, if that's what you just stay in the old place then. Did you see the drawings? I did. And look, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm in the camp that if you can do a saddle-shaped roof and do something unique, I think you should. But you're right. That's the problem with the old building. Like, big concerts can't go because they can't hang the, uh, the, the screens for their concert backdrops from the ceiling. 
Um, there's a lot of issues with the ceiling and the building's old and things like that. And they've had massive floods through there and all the rest. But if you can do it, great. But yeah, I thought we put this to bed a long time ago that unfortunately it's just not going to happen. Clark, if you can find an image of the new Calgary Arena, because if, if you Google new Calgary Arena, 18 renderings come up. Yeah. Because they've been farting around with this for 15, 20 years. So I don't know what the real one is, but it actually will look like. And I saw the one rendering of what this guy was talking about, and it was looked exactly like the Saddle Dome, but newer. <laughs> like, would you stay where you are then? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm sorry. And Calgary has become like my second home. So I'm fairly confident in talking about that. And went to Calgary there, uh, to college there too, as everybody knows. The text line's open, 902-518-3033. 902-518-3033. It's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. They'll provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. Look up Joe at emjmarketing.com. And our hockey coverage is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company out of Calgary. Head down to the tap room. Uh, 28th Street Northeast, Thursday through Saturday, noon to 8 p.m. They've got this show on the big screens. They have their own little bar there, and you can go down and check out Common Crown beers for yourself. Check them out ahead of time at commoncrownbrewing.ca. To football, because it is a football Friday, and I can't even get my mind around college yet. I know the Miami Hurricanes are 4-0. FAU's home to Tulsa Saturday night. It's their first American conference game ever. Make it a big deal out of that, but I won't be there. We're going away for the weekend, as you know. I can't even get my mind around college yet. I'm trying to get my head around the NFL and some very big CFL games. Uh, first place in the CFL West Division's on the line as the Lions host the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I say that like Bob Irving. Lions quarterback Vernon Adams Jr. enters this game as the CFL's top passer. Second, though, to Winnipeg's Zach Caleros and touchdown passes. So basically, the, the poll question is this. Who do you think is going to finish in first in the CFL West this year? Because the winner of tonight's game is going to get it. Our poll question is brought to you by Kia Auto Group. Unleash the future. Kia EV6 GT at Key Yorkton Kia, where performance and innovation go hand in hand. Go to keyyorktonkia.com or call 306-783-2772 for more information. The 23 Kia EV6 GT movement that inspires. I've said I think Winnipeg will lose tonight. BC will win. Darren is on record as saying Winnipeg will win tonight. I guess we'll have to tune in to find out. But I will say this about the other game that nobody seems to care about. Hi, Toronto. The Argos are home <clears throat> tonight to Chris Jones and the Edmonton Elks. And I started to read the game notes, and it's not the CFL's fault, but I had the Lightning Florida Panthers live stream going here, Thursday night football going there. I tried to read the game notes. I'm like, I've just fried. I had a short. I had a power surge through my brain. I'm like, I got I to stop. But what I did pick up in the game notes is that the only team, the second hottest team in the CFL, the only team stronger in the second half behind Toronto is the Edmonton Elks. At 4-2, and two, they're the second hottest team in the CFL. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, and Toronto will probably quash them like a bug tonight. But I feel like you got to tune into that one, too. Has Jones got yeah. him turned around? Well, he, he seems to, um, and they've been now in every game. They're not getting blown out. They're winning games. I think, you know, they've been a fun story. Um, they really need to run the table to have any short, sort of shot at, at the playoffs. They needed to win last, you know, last couple of weeks. But yeah. 
Um, it is. It's fun to watch. Really fun to watch. I think Chad Kelly is going to play. I saw the line come out officially at Bet Regal at 7. I think we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's probably not going to go their way, but it's going to be a fun game to watch nonetheless. I don't know why I enjoy the game notes so much. I don't know why, but it's one of my favorite things in the world. So whoever puts that together, and that is, uh, it's not just CFL. I love reading game notes of any, like going into games. This is the stuff that matters, you know? And another one is that no team has ever started 0-9 and made the playoffs. No team ever in the CFL. But there's still a chance Edmonton would do it. And just the way Chris Jones operates, if anybody was to do it, it would be him. So don't close the door on it, you know? Uh, Moose, we'll see you at hour two. We'll talk more about the Chase Claypool deal and uh, play NFL deal or no deal. So thanks for this. Sounds good. See you then. CFL on TSN's Jim Barker joins us next, presented by EMJ Marketing. We are live on the Game Plus television network. We're also on WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. Football Friday rolls on, and hey guys, Manscaped has done it again. Just a reminder, we're introducing the Handyman Facial Razor. Brand new, not for downstairs, it's for up top. And like every Manscaped product, it has come with tons of thought. Sleek, compact, fits very well into your shaving kit for road trips. Charges with their USB 
order today at manscaped.com. Get 20% off of the promo code VRPSHOW. That's manscaped.com. Brand new this fall, the handyman facial razor. Okay, this guy's always clean shaven. He's that kind of guy. Jim Barker from CFL on TSN. Coach, welcome uh, to the program. And as we get into the weekend, week 18, I'd love to know just what your thoughts are on all these four games. Where's your focus? Where's your, what are you concentrating on? You know, it's, it's such a huge week because what I believe will be the Western Division champion is going to come out of tonight's game. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. And even if it's Montreal, Ottawa, which on the surface isn't that exciting, it's Thanksgiving. And that is part of tradition here. And uh, I was fortunate to get to work it last year and get to work it again this year. So, uh, you know, and you have the, those full spectrum again. I think the Saskatchewan game is vital for both teams. Uh, real exciting. And what you talked about earlier about the Edmonton-Toronto game. Uh, I think it's a fascinating matchup. You've got a team that's trying to prove that they're amongst the better teams uh, in the league in Edmonton. And you've got a team that is trying to figure out how to maintain the killer attitude and still keep all your players healthy. So it's uh, it's a really interesting ball game. Uh, like I say, it's just it's 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 a, a weekend of intrigue, Rod. Yeah, for sure, and that's what we love about fall football this time of year in the CFL, big games. Now, I've been dying to read you this text, okay? Uh, it's come in from Larry Swede, and you know his son, Chris, offensive line coach of the Argos, won uh, Grey Cups across the CFL. This is for you because you don't want, you want, you're not a media guy, you're a football guy. I'm a media guy, not a football guy. So maybe you two can speak together and, and uh, understand this. He says, Ron, I know Larry's Larry. in North. Yeah, okay. He says he's in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And he says, Rod, last week against Winnipeg, he's speaking from a Toronto perspective. Why show them anything new? You may be playing them in the Grey Cup. And this just came in yesterday. But have you ever seen furor over Chad Kelly not playing in the lineup they put up there? There are people still talking about it. <laughs> and you know what? I understand exactly what Larry's talking about. And I, um, I've always been a person that has thought about our team and what do we need. And his offensive line, his sons that his son coaches, is the best in the league right now. And they've, they've undergone very little change. But when they lose a starting left tackle, you don't even notice it because the guy they bring in does such a great job. And Chris does a fantastic job as the offensive line coach. And as you know, that's where I think it starts with the two lines and and that type of thing. And that's why I thought what what um, um, uh, Toronto did last week, you know, my thought was to basically just give them some formations, give them some things, let Chad play a quarter maybe, and then get him out and and continue your game. Now, the way it played out, Cameron Dukes played very well. Of course, he's got a great offensive line. Um, Ouellette played at the beginning, and uh, the other running backs, Deontay McMahon, they filled in fine. Uh, but the offensive line stayed intact, and, and that's why they were able to play as well as they could. The one mistake, I think, in my opinion, again, I, that's all it is, it's my opinion, and I haven't talked to anybody over there, but was when they took out Cameron Dukes. I thought Cameron Dukes, that team had a belief that they can win that game. 
And then they put Brian in, and, and he, they put him in in situations where they were backed up, Brian Scott, and had no success. And it just kind of left a little bit of a stale taste in your mouth. So I think how they come out tonight will be important. I think that it's important to them. I, I, I know that um, Chad's dressing, I'm playing. Um, I think it's going to be important to them to move the ball uh, early and often. Uh, they're playing an Edmonton team that, for all the Trey Ford great stuff, their defense is still their defense. I know Enoch McConzo is going to be back, but they, you know they, they're a little light in the defensive line. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see um, whether Toronto can just get back to their dominant ways, which, because their offensive line, coached by Chris Sweet, is so good, I think they will, um, which kind of takes us into the BC-Winnipeg game. Hmm. Continue. I'm enjoying. <laughs> well, here's the way I look at the BC Winnipeg game. I'm a believer that physicality wins in football. And it doesn't matter whether it's American football, Canadian football, physicality wins. And I don't know what BC place is going to be like. I know that when they used to pipe noise in there, it could be really loud. Now, whether they're they still have to do that, whether they're going to have open the upper deck, they're going to have a great crowd. I know that Amar Doman is doing great things there, and if they can get that that crowd and get that real home field advantage, that's the great, the thing I just can't figure out. But you've got a, a fine, what I call a finesse defense, a defense built with guys that are 240 pounds that can run. They can go. Woody Barron inside is a, he's one of the best interior players, but he's a smaller guy. And when you put those big linemen on them early and lean on them, eventually they wear down. And and uh, that's just kind of where I see this game. I see uh, Winnipeg as being able to wear down the BC Lions. BC, I believe, it has better skill players. I think their receiving set is is better. The the choice between Zach and and uh, and VA, you know, VA's playing as well as I've ever seen him play in this league. And he's certainly worthy of being in the conversation for being most outstanding player and all those things. Uh, this game will go a long way for him. Can he outplay the two-time defending MVP uh, for in the biggest game of the year? To me, this game is huge for, uh, for Vernon Adams. Uh, again, I think his receiving core now with Rhymes back and Hollins and Whitehead, the whole group, they just have, it's just a complete set. Uh, you know, they, their running game, average. Their protection, probably below average. I don't think they've gotten great play out of the left guard. It was Pearson, and then it was Knievel. And, um, you know, the Perkins has struggled at times. Uh, you know, I think Couture has given them some uh, stability inside. But I'm just not not sold on their offensive line as being amongst the better ones in the league. And, and uh, like I said, their defense is smaller and runs. And I will always take physicality over, um, you know, the the athleticism that the BC Lions have. But boy, what a fascinating game! It's going to be a fascinating game. There's no doubt. because oh, you got to remember, yeah. going going west, even though it's Winnipeg and they're in the west, there's still it's a two hour difference. They're kicking off at nine thirty Winnipeg time, and all those guys who have kids, that's their bedtime. They're going to bed at nine thirty. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that's always a factor with the Eastern teams, but you forget that Winnipeg is almost an Eastern team. 
Yeah, well, BC is favored by two. The odds makers feel they've got the edge. Um, just from the audience, Colin in Ottawa says, the Argos are starting 10 Canadians tonight. That's a key to their success. Great Canadian talent found by John Murphy in pinball. From Bombers 1985, he says, Brady Oliveira can be a wrecking ball tonight. Uh, how much, well, you just said it starts on the offensive line. How disruptive are the D-lines in this matchup? If that's where it's going to be won in the trenches, who's got the edge tonight? It sounds like we're previewing a playoff game. I guess it yeah, basically well, first, is a playoff game. There's no doubt. First off, about the Canadians in Toronto, um, you mentioned John Murphy. Well, John Murphy hasn't been in any of the drafts for the last couple of years, and, and Vince Magri and Alex Russell, Alex Russell's now the director of Canadian scouting, and they deserve the credit for where that uh, where that Canadian talent base is. Those two guys, and I was there last year, and I know who who does what. And so that's the first thing I wanted to correct was give those guys the due they deserve. And you know, John Murphy has come in this year. He wasn't even with us until you know I left in uh, where whenever. So he came back like March or April. So he had very little to do with this roster. But um, again, that's that's. Uh, I, I just like guys who are not known, like Vince and Alex, to get the due they deserve because they they do a great job in terms of the Canadian preparation and the things they do to make sure they have the, the proper Canadian depth. In terms of the line, the defensive fronts, again, how do you, you what do you say about Jeff Code and Jefferson? You got a six eight guy in the B gap. It was one of the reasons I I kind of wanted to see Chad Kelly get to play against Winnipeg just even for a quarter, because the feel of that guy coming through the B-gap, um, the 6-8 six, six, guy, the B-gap is basically the gap between the guard and tackle. And that's the, normally the throwing lane, the quarterbacks, when they're going to hit the edges, the perimeter of the, the inside of the field, that's where they're going to throw the ball is through that B-gap. But when you got a guy who's 6-8 there, it disrupts all of that. And that's what, that's what they get with Willie Jefferson. So uh, again, uh, in the interior, they've got Walker, and then um, you know, obviously, they they play the Canadian at the other other spots. So it's um, they got Big Hill at linebacker. Uh, their linebacking core, I believe, is better than the BC linebacking core. I talked about the D line. Matthew Betts is a great player. Matthew Betts is you know an undersized, try hard. He's going to go. He's never going to have a second where he's not going 100 miles an hour, and that's that that has to be dealt with. But he's not he's not the kind of presence that a Willie Jefferson, Jackson, Jeff Code are, in, in my opinion. So uh, again, I would give the the defensive line also to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which is another reason the defensive front um, also to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers over the BC Lions, and that's again goes to. The whole thing of why I believe they're the team to beat tonight. And an absolute genius coordinator in one, Richard Hall Jr., who celebrated a birthday this week, and who does not love Richie Hall? Um, hey, Everybody for the Riders does. and Ticats fans that are watching right now, Riders and Ticats fans, two CFL strongholds, we have huge audiences in both places. What's mm -hmm. your take on the Plaza of Honor game, Hamilton at Sask? You mentioned earlier, must win for both. It is a it is a must win for both, and uh, I think it's bigger for Saskatchewan. This has been a big week in some not so great ways with the George Reed passing. Um, 
but they also are bringing their night their uh the 2013 gray cup champions back to town and when you have that environment in the, in a place like regina that's going to fire that team that team hasn't played with much enthusiasm and excitement that's just what i've seen they, they just don't haven't seemed to do that i think this might get them over the hump to do that they they're um i think lanier is going to be back my guess is they leave Albright on and play him inside. I have not seen their roster for tomorrow yet. Uh, some of these teams, it's just it's hard to get, and um, we don't get it till tonight for tomorrow's game. So, um, but if they play Lanier and Micah Johnson, I think Micah Johnson's having a spectacular year for a guy at his age and doing what he's doing. I know Christmas has been out, but I love Lanier and Johnson inside. I think that's a great combination. You got size and strength in Johnson. You got speed and strength and in Lanier, and then you put, if you put Robertson and Albright on the outside, again, I, I Brandon Council didn't practice this week. Maybe there's a chance they're gonna move Phillip Blake out to tackle, which would allow him to play TJ Brunson at linebacker with Dean. That would be very fun to watch. Those two guys playing linebacker uh, in this ball game. Uh, for Hamilton, we don't even know who's gonna play quarterback. We have no idea. Uh, again, it's it's it could be Schiltz, it could be Bo Levi, it could be um, Taylor Powell. Powell. I mean, who knows? It's um, you know you don't know what's going to happen with that. So you know, it's one of those things that it's going to be a fascinating game. I believe the emotion of what this week has been in Regina and is this week in Regina with the the 2013 team coming back and with the passing of one of the all-time great people in the CFL. He's, you know, he, he comes up here from the, and then stays his whole life. And he, I only got the opportunity to meet him a couple of times. Um, and he just, he's all about, he understands what being a CFL player in Regina is all about. And he's never too busy to take, was never too busy to take a minute for people. And uh, he's what, you know, when you talk to young guys coming up, this could be you in 40, 50 years. And George Reed was that guy. He was that guy that made Canada his life. And uh, it was just, like I say, it was sad, sad news, but it's emotional too. I guarantee you every writer knows him. I guarantee it. And for every writer, you can say what you want, but as you're getting ready in the locker room, you're thinking, you know, this is maybe playing a little bit for for George. So um, I do think it's going to be a very emotional game, and that Saskatchewan, the one thing they haven't had, which is playing with a lot of enthusiasm, they can get that, and they can beat this Hamilton team with that. Now, with that being said, I think Hamilton yeah. is up there with Edmonton, one of those teams uh, that's that's been playing well. They've been they've been doing the things they have to do to win games. Again, it's it's uh, still trying to find themselves before the playoffs. Should be a great one. We're fresh out of time. Jim, thanks as always. Enjoy the games and happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks, RP. You too. All right, Jim Barker from the CFL on TSN. When we come back, a sports update. We've got audience takeover on the way. Davis Sanchez coming up an hour or two. NFL, CFL alum, also of TSN. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Welcome back, everybody. I had planned on handling this to the top of the hour on my own, guys, so uh, we could handle it. Uh, and I think Darren thought the same. Okay, I don't know. This is the wonderful thing about live daytime television, the breaking news that comes down. We've had quite a few stories, and I got to... Can somebody check on this? Clark, can you check on this? Bombers1985, watching on YouTube right now, writes in and says, The Tabbies, Ticats just released their depth chart. Bo Levi Mitchell is starting. And uh, what's wonderful, uh, there's a lot of wonderful things about this show, obviously. We're a wonderful community. We call our viewers and listeners the Rod Squad. And these guys are all part of it. Jeff, the Stamps fan, uh, writes in and says, Bo Levi should start. So we're talking football on a Friday. The CFL fans get very excited because this is our day year-round for football talk. Let's settle into it. Bo Levi starting. Jeff the Stabs fan, although we have our differences, I respect his football acumen. I'm just staring off into space thinking. You signed the guy for half a million. Two-time league MVP, Grey Cup champion. If he's healthy, you play him. I guess that's the conventional wisdom. If he's healthy, you play him. But we just had Jim Barker on saying they're one of the hottest teams in the second half. That's without Bo. And they've done it with Matthew Schiltz Creek and Taylor Powell. But I guess when the King Bee's back, the King Bee gets the honey. And that's Bo. A lot of you are too young to know that reference, but a lot of you... We'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's nothing nefarious. It's brute cologne. Aftershave. Um, How about that? So, yeah. So let me get to... Uh, and hey, what is that? Hey, th this... Everything just... Everything's happening. All of a sudden, it's Bo Levi and the Hamilton Tiger Cats coming into Sask. For the Plaza game, Riders, listen, I, it's been running through my mind all morning. I didn't think I should say it, but I'll say it. In the 90s, which I referred to, that's where this Saskatchewan Rough Riders franchise is. They're in the 90s again. And I emceed those Hall of Fame inductions like they were having this weekend in Saskatchewan. It, it was the season at this point of the year was so bad that the highlight of the weekend was not the game. The game, the weekend was great. The game was terrible. Uh, but the highlight of the season was Plaza Night, Hall of Fame Night, and the induction. And that's where they are again, if anybody's paying attention. They've lost four in a row coming into this game. 
And I'll tell you, if I was the one responsible for putting the team back into the 90s, I don't, <laughs> I couldn't show my face. Yet he's still there running the whole show. So we'll see what happens. But the storylines just got exponentially better. And any football fan across Canada and any in America that knows lawn guys coming around the corner here, so just be prepared. Knows the store, the villains in this story would know this is a massive, massive story that Bo Levi Mitchell is starting for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. You can hear Lawn Guy, you just can't see him yet. I've let that go too. The guy just randomly shows up whenever he feels like it. And then. He probably, he's just wait, he's gonna come around here because I'm doing the show from our backyard. Our lanai, as they call it. I call it a line A, screened in porch. And then he gets indignant that I can't jump up and move my Jeep so we can get in here and do the backyard. If I'd known he was coming, like the garbage guy, I know he's coming every Monday morning and every Thursday morning, I know that. So I can have the garbage out on the street, in the bin. This guy comes every few, about every 10 days, he says. Well, it's not much to go on. Uh, I want to read a sports update, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back for audience takeover, and I'll get everybody else's thoughts on uh, this big development that Bo Levi Mitchell will start a quarterback for the Hamilton Tiger Cats at Sask on Saturday. And then coming up in hour two, you know, breaking news today, Chase Claypool has been traded by the Chicago Bears to the Miami Dolphins. We went so fast like we normally do in the warm-up, trying to get through our quick six show topics. We didn't spend a lot of time on this. He's from Coquitlam, BC, Vancouver suburb. I've never heard that character was an issue with Chase Claypool, and I started to hear about this kid when he was 12 in terms of being a player. From my football friends in Vancouver, native, namely David Benefield would be number one. I think Benefield coached him. And there was never a hint of character issues with Chase Claypool, although there's now starting to be. Pittsburgh got rid of him. Chicago, he didn't even last half a season there. He was told to stay away from the team this week by the general manager and coach, Chase Claypool. And then it culminates in a trade today. Chase Claypool is now a Miami Dolphin. Look, we'll take a timeout and come back with a sports update and all your thoughts. So there's a lot on the table. It's a Football Friday live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Hi, everybody. I did something. I did something here, Clark. I clicked a button on my YouTube, and I don't have the uh, comments coming up. So bear with me, everybody. I don't know what I did. By accident. I was talking to Lawn Guy. And the top, you're not going to see him because at the top of the hour, I'm going to race out of this chair, jump in my Jeep, and move it onto the front lawn so that he can get <laughs> into the backyard. You missed him. Sorry. 
the breaking news, couple of things. Chase Claypool has been traded. What is that? Blade of grass from the Chicago Bears to the Miami Dolphins. And I, uh, there was a comment come in here from the Puck and Pigskin podcast, Jason and Red Deer. Says uh, there were no character issues with Chase Claypool until he was videoed kicking someone in the face outside a bar after hours. Well, maybe the guy deserved it. We don't know the whole story. That's the way I would look at these things. But maybe there's something to that. Boys will be boys. Sports update, a trio of Canadian teams wrap up preseason play in the NHL tonight. The Calgary Flames will pay visit to the Vancouver Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers host the Seattle Kraken. The Canucks and Oilers open their regular season campaigns against each other on Wednesday in Vancouver. Flames begin their season at home to the Winnipeg Jets the same day. The thing is, the lawn guy never comes on the same day. Have we covered that? And we had a very pleasant exchange. The guys in our control room, the Millennium Falcon, would have heard it in the break. He just said, I see she's not here, so can I get back there? Yeah, but I still got to move my Jeep. If I knew when you were coming, I... Never mind. Adam Svensson is the low Canadian at the Sanderson Farms Championship. The 29-year-old from Surrey, B.C., started the day three shots back of leader Chesson Hadley at the PGA Tour event after Hadley shot an 8-under-64 in the opening round. Defending champion Mackenzie Hughes of Dundas, Ontario, is tied for 65th at 2-under. On the women's tour, Maddie Zurich of London, Ontario, opened the day seven shots back of leader Hugh Ju Kim at the Ascendant. LPGA. The sports updates are brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five, Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. While I can't get to the YouTube comments, uh, that does not preclude me from going to the text line for EMJ Marketing, 902-518-3033. And um, this is interesting. Bill, who's watching in Regina, says, Argos all the way for the, uh, for the Grey Cup. Is that what you're saying? Or just tonight against Edmonton? I'm with you in both cases, by the way. Bill says, uh, by the way, how big will the percent increase in ticket prices be for Flames tickets and hotel room costs in Calgary to pay the $1.66 billion needed to pay for this new rink? Well, listen, please, please, please listen to me. Sports guy, pro sports guy, and if you don't want your taxes increased, for the love of God, Somebody's got to pay for this. So it comes in the form of ticket prices and concession prices and merchandise and parking. You don't want any public money going to it. So somebody's got to pay for it. Don't tell me we're going to sit here and bitch about ticket prices when we've bitched 
for at least 15 to 20 years about that the rink's out of date. You can't have both. And by the way, Flames tickets are overpriced anyways, and they sell out every game. Every NHL teams are. Oh, here it is. Brian in Hudson Bay writes in and says, uh, Hey, Roddy, great football Friday. Just a little tidbit about Chase. His grandparents are from Hudson Bay. Grew up here. I went to school with them. Chase's mom was born here as well, but then moved away at a very young age. Hope he gets his stuff together in Miami. Had a good rookie season, but since then, he's not been great. Thank you, Brian and Hudson Bay. Well, hey, he needs uh, a good recovery coach uh, in the Miami area. You know one? Because we do mental health, not just substance abuse recovery, trust me. Stephen in North Dakota writes in and says, a Greetings and no hallucinations from cloudy and balmy. Zero degrees, noon in North Dakota. Football Friday, approved. Calgary in the playoffs? You talking about playoffs? Go CFL go. That's from Stephen in North Dakota. Uh, hey, look, next hour is going to be just as much fun, but a lot of NFL and the Bo Levi news. Stick around after this brief pause on Game Plus and me moving my Jeep on WQEE. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.